I'm 53 years old. I'm a mother of two, grandmother of two. I had a normal childhood, normal life, and I really lost myself. And the thing that I thought I had was that I was a functioning addict because I worked. Everybody has different stories, but that was like, oh my God, I want to really, it was just devastating to me. And I was like, I gotta get help, I'm out of control. Because I would just keep fooling myself thinking that, yeah, I got this, but I didn't. For the last three decades, our recovery center has been a hub of alcohol and drug treatment within the Baltimore City area. A few of our clients were willing to be transparent and share their stories of hope and recovery. Three years old. I'm a mother of two, grandmother of two. Um, I just, I had a normal childhood, normal life. I didn't, I started late when I started partying. My mom died in 2010 and I really lost myself. I, um, you know, just like I said, I had two children. They, I had a wonderful childhood. They did. My daughter, she's an addict also, which it's every mother's nightmare for, you know, myself, for her. And it's just, it's unexplainable how things are. You go through, you never want it for yourself or your child. Like I said, I got very depressed and started to use. Um, crack was my, well, cocaine, and then started with crack. I um, was in a lot of pain, physical pain, through just, um, I had to be a caretaker to my mother. And my daughter, she had an operation. She was on Percocets, and, you know, I allowed it. And started to enable her with the heroin, which, you know, it's cheaper than Percocets. And I um, finished, I kind of like went through that thing, through the Percocet phase, and I tried to commit suicide, which, you know, you never believe you would want to do that to yourself or to your children. Was it brought out like that? And um, 
it was just hard. You lose yourself. But then I, I did get off the Percocets and heroin. I was back in 2014, but then the crack, I don't know, it just got a hold of me, and I continued to use until it, like, destroyed my whole family. Everything I was brought up to be, what I believed in. I believed in, you know, your, to be kind to people, to yourself, you know, to take care of your family. I mean, my children are grown, but I have two granddaughters that I was, I'm not there for. Well, I, you know, I thought I was, but in the sense I wasn't because I, you know, allowed my daughter to use, you know, there was times I missed things in my granddaughter's lives that I should have been there for for anything as a grandmother should be or as just as a person i missed out on a lot you know it's and Nepal and just the first time I, I ever went to rehab i you know like i said i didn't start partying until i was older i'm 53 now and i didn't have the education i always thought i have this I, you know i can do this and it, it wasn't it's the drug is so powerful over you that you think, you know, oh, I'm good for today, and I didn't use today, or I didn't use, but I didn't have, I didn't even know why I used. It just, I used because that was my routine then, instead of, I always did work, which was, I can say that, but I never saved any money. It's just like having an employer, or a friend, a sister, a brother you call, you just call the buddy up, and there's a lot of dealers that would send a text out, I'm out, I'm good, you know, that, and it's just, it, it was a part of a daily routine instead of, you know, and the thing that I thought I had was that I was a functioning addict because I worked. I worked to buy my drugs and, you know, I was only full of myself. Like I said, I could have been, you know, even if I did, I could have bought myself a house, bought myself a car. I was public transportation, you know. My kids, they don't want for nothing, but I could have gave them more. More of a, you know, college education, set them up in life. And just in the things that I did, you know, you you sit there, you're hungry, you don't have cigarettes, you don't eat, you know, for days because you can't wait to get your next high. The pain point was when I stole a lady's pocketbook. I never, ever, like I said, I, everybody has different stories, and it's not not judging the body or looking down, but that was like, oh, my God, I want to really kill myself over that. And it was like, how, how dare me do that? And it was just devastating to me, and I was like, I got to get help. I'm out of control. It was out of character. And to be honest, I mean... <laughs> I'm very, I'm Catholic, but the religion, it, it, it was something that brought me here to made me do that, that I thank God, because I would just keep fooling myself thinking that, yeah, I got this, but I didn't, and I'm so glad I called, and I was, actually, I was supposed to come in on a Friday, and when I came here, it was too late for the doctor, but Miss Renee was so nice. She looked at my face like, oh, you know, we can't help you today. And I just put my head down like a dog walking out. And she's like, do you have a place to stay and all that? That was very nice of her. I, I was supposed to come back that Monday. 
I happened to find money, so I partied. So I came in the Tuesday, and I walked in the wrong building, and I felt stupid because they're all sitting in group. But Miss Pam's like, come on in. You're at the right place, but you're at the wrong spot right here, but you're at the right place. Come on. You know, she welcomed me in. That felt so good. And it was hard. The first step of really getting me here was I thought I had. It was denial. And I just wish I would have done this 10 years ago when I first picked up. You know, it just helps me understand. And being older, you think you have this or you know this and that. I didn't know nothing, you know. And it, it really, it helps me to understand why I did it and, you know, what can help me not do it no more. Just the what I think it was for me was like women's rap. When you sit there and you look around and you think, I'm not the only person here, and it's so welcoming. You know, people can be cruel out on the streets, and, you know, I'm not green, and I'm not like, you know, but, you know, it's bad out there, but it, it's like welcoming that everybody's same level playing field, nobody judges, nobody, and... It just felt good to be safe for a change, you know, from yourself, really. Not not from the streets, but from yourself. The new Teresa is going to be a, a great-grandmother. Uh, not a great but a fabulous grandmother, I'll say that. And just, just, I feel like at 53, I'm starting my life over. I really do. And I suffer from emptiness syndrome, but I can't. I can't self-pity no more and... I do love myself, and I just want to go on and just do great things and consider this like a rebirth, I guess, a new beginning. And I I just, I don't know if it has to go with the story. I just had surgery, and they diagnosed me with cancer. So I got another battle to fight, But and everybody's like, oh, man, I couldn't imagine that. But I'm not going to let it get me down. I beat the drugs. I'm going to beat this, and I'm... Even if I die, I'm going to die clean. I know I'll, I'll die in peace. At least, you know, the drugs ain't going to take me out, but nothing is. Put it that way. When I'm ready, I'm ready. They need to know it's you're not alone. It gets easier. It, it really does get easier. And, and it, the big thing is it's like everybody's story's different, but we're all the same, and nobody judges, nobody, you know, you have your good and bad, but... It's like the the family you have on the outside that's mad at you now, or could be, and you know, and at being an addict, I was the guilt that you put on yourself, and it, you you have to forgive yourself, and as you work on yourself, everything comes together. Your family comes back to you, your morals come back, your you know your self respect, everything does come back to you. I lived in the projects. I grew up in the projects. Um, my mother, she was like um, half Indian and real pretty lady, real elegant, you know. Um, she had like a few boyfriends that I can remember since I was little, but they was all like real important like people and she had a lot of money all the time. So I really had the best life as far as all the kids, you know, and I lived in the projects. The kids would come over to my house with sleepovers. I had all the best toys, the best clothes. Um, I lived in flag projects. I lived in Murphy Homes projects. 
after I left here, I left here and um, I went to New Jersey. I got married. I stayed married for almost a year. Um, I was doing really well. I had my own house, furnished it, all that. Had a nice, good job at a warehouse. I was on my third promotion. And um, I came home early. They let me off my shift because I was working 12 hour shifts. They let me off early. I walked in on my wife um, in the bed with another man. And I came back to Baltimore. So I had public housing here anyway. I go to my renters class Wednesday coming up to get my um, voucher for to have my public housing. So only thing I just really lost was just the job. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, the program as well. And they let me come right back in. I came down, they said, you know, this is always your home. If anything go wrong, you know, because I tell you, I know all the facilitators here, everybody here, George, all of them. You know what I'm saying? And always was good then, so they let me back in. I'm here, but like I said, I understand it's a lifestyle, so I figured I got family members here. I can't keep walking around, just walking up in bars all day and sitting around shooting the crap and that stuff I can't do no more, but it's okay. But the only reason why I know it's okay, because I had to learn how to do other things. They said, Terry, don't make the same mistake, because then you're just making a choice on to do those things, make a new mistake. So what I do, I found out my true identity. I went to art museum, never realized I like art, you know what I'm saying? But how would I have known if I never went to an art museum? You know what I'm saying? So see, um, like I said, I had to try some new stuff and do some new things, go out by myself, go to the movie by myself, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things, and it, and it showed me that life was a lot better, just to go out in the restaurant and sit there and order a meal. You know what I'm saying? With the book and had waiters waiting on me. Good feeling. You know what I'm saying? So um, I came from absolutely nothing. Like I said, from the abandoned houses, snow on the ground. I wear a size 11. I'm wearing a size 5 shoe. You know, I mean, all this eating from the trash, cans. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm doing all these things. You know what I'm saying? Staying out in the rain, the cold and everything. Didn't care about none of that. And my health was failing me, all that. I still continue to use until I came to Powell. I came here with nothing. No birth certificate, no ID, nothing. I mean nothing. They accept me right in here, took me right off the street, medicate you. I mean food, clothing, all this stuff, man. They help you get your social services back together. They help you get your birth certificate, all that. And the good thing about it, they give you housing where you're going to be safe. You got room, board, you know what I'm saying? Everything. You ain't paying no rent. You know what I'm saying? Then once they help you get yourself, they teach you. They not only just do all this stuff, they teach you how to be a good member of society, how to save your money, manage it. Go out, get your own food, you know what I'm saying? Buy your own personal hygiene. You know what I'm saying? At least here, do them six months. You be working on that the whole time. So you kind of get the feel of how it feel to be responsible. You know what I'm saying? And that was the difference. It was a big help. You know what I'm saying? And if you really want this thing, Man, this is the best program to come to because they're going to give you all that and some more. And then they even give you transportation. They got the van to take you there, drop you off when you're done, come bring you back. What more do you want? You know what I'm saying? Anything else, it had to be a magic trick and just say poof, like that. But other than that, man, they, they deliver it. And they deliver on time, every time. They don't turn nobody away. Straight up, on the street, boom, straight in here. That's it. it. It ain't no better than that. How much better can you ask for? What you tell me, there is none. Because when you're in that position right in there, and you might only get fed up for a second, but, you know what I'm saying, and you make that decision, well, boom, I'm going to go ahead and try to get on in there. You in there. It ain't no comeback next week and all that. See, that's, that kills a lot of people's hope. 
this program, man, they'll bring you in immediately. There ain't no turning you down. They're going to find some space for you. But I'll tell you what, you won't be in that band a minute. You'll have a meal in you. You're going to get a hot shower. You're going to get linen and all that. And then everybody helps everybody. You need some socks. You need some clothes. You need to go around the house here, man, uh, here, you know. But it, it helps your self-esteem, man. Make you feel, well, damn, I am important. I'm okay. I can do this. And it'll get, it's a shot of hope. It'll make you try some new stuff, man. It really will. I'm going to tell you, all right, Mr. Rob is one of them. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Rob, he's, he's a real powerful dude. I love Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed, he's another one. And then the probably, I think she's like the oldest one here, um, Miss Shirley. And, and I can tell you the reason for all of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing you can learn from Miss Shirley, patience and tolerance. It'll teach you that. That's why I said this program and the, the facilitators here, man, oh my goodness, man. They, they will open up your mind, but you got to be listening and you got to be wanting it. You know what I'm saying? You got to be willing. They say honest, open mind and willing. You got to be willing to try some of it. Because how do you know if it's going to work if you don't ever give it a chance to see if it's going to work? So, man, man they they good facilitators here. I like all of them. I learn something from everybody, even the people that's using it still go back out there and be using it and come back in the program and get got to start over at PHP. Because guess what? They can teach me what not to do. See? So I always learn something. This is the best program out there, period. Everyday lives are being transformed in Southeast Baltimore through the Power Recovery Center. If you or someone you love needs to be in treatment, please contact our staff at 410-276-1773 or you can visit our website at howrecovery.com Thank you.